Welcome into another edition of Locked on Bills. I'm your host today, Kevin Masseri. We're going to be talking about this Bills-Ravens game this weekend uh, in which supposed to be pretty poor weather, and I know they're actually thinking about delaying a game in Cleveland, so uh, I guess there's going to be bad weather around the country for this Sunday. Makes it an interesting discussion. Also going to be getting into, to start the show, we're going to be talking about quarterback, how long Nathan Peterman's going to keep this job, at what point you switch to Josh Allen, and is there an outside competitor as the Bills have obviously worked out Paxton Lynch, meaning that eh, I think that they'd be interested in using Rashbot on a third and or asking players to be on the practice squad. Here with Jason Shannon. How are you doing today, Jason? I'm so excited to – I'm excited to win games. Okay. The Bills to win games. Hypotheticals are almost over, I'm, right? I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to win games. I'm excited to win games, whatever that comes. Whatever game that is. Yep. I mean, I, I'm interested in in talking about next week against the Chargers. I don't think they're as good as they even were last year, which was 9-7. and seven. So that should be an interesting one, and Joey Bosa's hurt. So looking forward to future shows here at Locked On. But today I wanted to talk to you about this quarterback decision. Obviously, we've talked about it much ad nauseum here at, on Locked On Bills. We talked about it a little bit yesterday in my crossover show uh, with the guys over at Locked On Ravens who don't give the Bills too much of a shot. I don't know. Not not in a mean way, um, or not like aggressive, like you know, like Jaguars. But uh, I don't actually mind Ravens and, and their team and fans. Um, it's interesting because Jason, they're talking about this when this is where we're going to start at the top. They're talking about this game, like the Ravens are or the Packers or the Patriots. They're supposed to be good again. Do you feel that way? Like based on your initial research of this this Ravens team, is this a team that shows like that they can't be beat? No, oh, absolutely not. And I would say the odds are fairly against them making the playoffs. I would say in their own division, I think Pittsburgh and Cincinnati yeah. are better teams at this point. Uh, I, I would I would say they're closer to Cleveland than they are Pittsburgh, honestly. I, I, the thing is, any team that realistically could or should win seven games, their fans are going to convince themselves that they're a 10-win team, 11-win team. I mean, it is it is what it is. You want to be optimistic. Um, it's but yeah, like the opposite it, in Buffalo, right? Where it's like probably a seven-win team, eight-win team that's like acting like a five-win team. Sure. I mean, probably seven or eight. I don't know at this point with the offensive line and all of that. But yeah, I mean, I read and listen to a lot of NFL stuff, and I can't find a, per- or a person that hasn't put us in the bottom three teams in the league this year. Manny putting us as the worst in the team in the league. Well, it's a lead for interesting discussions one way or the other, whether with the first or second or third overall pick and or throwing, you know, making these people eat some crow, which leads me to the draft and kind of talking about quarterback, Jason. Do you think that, I mean, how long do you give Nathan Peterman this this four-game stretch I keep hearing about, um, which, I mean, I don't, once again, I don't really mind that Chargers game. I don't think it's any harder or um, easier than any other game on the schedule. I think last year was exacerbated this, and I think they're worse personally, and we'll see if Boso suits up. I think that makes their team much worse. Um, what's, what's Peterman got to do? I mean, how long is he keeping this job? What, what kind of leash is he on? I don't think it's something that many of us know, but it's really great topic. It seems like his, his time being done during or after these first four weeks seems likely to me. I think this is, I, you know, I, I know you're an optimistic person about the Bills. I think this is going to be the worst quarter of the season for us. I think it's the most difficult stretch. I, I don't like starting a season like this. I don't like backloading six home games in the second half of the year when you get such a poor start. 
then you're playing in the snow anyways. I mean, that's way way ahead of things. But I just think that if they're one and three and he's not looking that great, you just go to Josh Allen. And maybe he's just as a bridge to get through these games that they don't want to crush the guy. I go back and forth on whether starting Josh Allen at the beginning of the season is a, is a good idea. I was always like, just throw him out there or whatever. The, the offense lines really could struggle and maybe he just doesn't get anything out of those games and you might as well start Peterman. I, I don't know. Um, but you got to let Peterman at least go to week two because he's got to at least try to avenge uh, that Chargers game. I suppose he gets benched if he throws five picks in a half again. But <laughs> I mean, you'd see him in game two. I, I, what's, yeah. what's funny is, so you have, you know, week one, Joe Flacco is probably the worst quarterback they play until week nine, Mitchie Biscuits, um, Chicago. And that team's obviously much improved than I initially thought on my schedule. I obviously traded for Khalil Mack. Um, but their defense is better than I anticipated. I still don't like much of their offense personally. Um, but, but prior to that, I mean, you're playing to the initial point, you're playing Philip rivers and you're playing Kirk cousins and you're playing Aaron Rodgers, and you're playing, um, you know, Marcus Mariota, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady. Um, and then obviously it gets much easier, but I mean, on the, in those first eight games, I mean, you're looking at, and, and based on the way you're looking at it, you're looking at like three and five there, right? Yeah, I mean, you might even feel fortunate to get out at three and five, or that you have a chance, especially with the the backloaded uh, sort of home schedule. I um, I don't know. I'm not even that worried. I mean, I am obviously worried about the quarterbacks, but at the same time, like we we could handle some quarterbacks and still lose games. You know, I mean, we got the secondary; it's our strongest unit on the team. The defensive line's not that terrible. I think we have linebackers that can cover at least at an average level. Uh, I'm not positive that going to Minnesota that Kirk Cousins is going to kill us. I I don't think so, but I think that Minnesota could still, uh, you know, at home still win the game handedly without a big throwing game. So I just think they're they're tough teams in tough circumstances. And, you know, the the second half of the year gets a a lot rosier. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does. And I think that the Bills know that. And I, I mean, for no matter what the record is, unless it's good, I would anticipate Josh Allen playing like at the latest week nine. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. Because you just can't go back to him. That was the whole reason you kind of started him, even if they're like on an even playing field. Or Josh Allen maybe wanted to start. Um, but after they saw his offensive line performance against a good D-line in Cincy, they said this is a tough four games. I mean, even at zero and four, I mean, you're going to start to feel pressured. Obviously, move to your top, you know, top, top ten pick there. If you're zero and four, you just do it. You have to do I it. I mean, you there's, have to do it and then not switch back, though. I mean, gosh, there's. I mean, Tyrod Taylor can have one, you know, hundred and ten yard performance, and they're calling for his head. I, I I don't think this coaching staff has like a um pattern as far as how they want to deal with this or a thought in their head about it they're just going to feel it one week and say all right we're not getting it done it's time to just go with josh uh, what about like a what about a, the, the more interesting i think it's pretty easy to kind of pinpoint that whether it's week five or you know they hold on a little bit longer to week eight or nine what about if they're good what about if for some reason they go three and one whether that's fool's gold as we see or last year nine and seven do you stick with peterman yeah okay yeah, you're winning games. I mean, okay. he'd have to be – we'd have to be really actively winning despite him. But, I mean, my guess is that if we go 3-1 and one on, you know, on the road in three games, he's, he's getting his job done. And you don't need to see Josh Allen this season. 
I just think that it's not, it's a it's a waste to do it if you don't have a decent quarterback in front of them or a chance to win games in front of them. That's I all. Mean, and we'll we'll see really quickly if Peter Bank gives his team a chance to win or it's not. It's it's interesting because going into that week eight game against New England, there's seven games. I mean, that, that that quarterback could be four and three going into that New England on a positive level. Could be four and three going into that New England game. I just think that you might have to roll with them and until you maybe officially knocked out or you know four and six, maybe you'll lose three straight or something. But it's 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 a really good topic. And I want to get you know we're going to try to touch on this probably once a week um, on you know kind of evaluate that Peterman where he's at, how much longer he has. So check that out on future segments because I think it's going to be a topic until they switch to Allen, and at which point I want him to stay with Allen, Jason. So. I mean, that's kind of where I see. Is that kind of where you stand? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. I, I honestly, I'm honestly, if we have a uh, a winning record at any point, like after week two, we're gonna ride Peterman out until okay. we're out of the playoffs. I think so too. If we have a shot, we're gonna ride him out. Once we're out of the playoffs, like realistically, Josh Allen's gonna play the rest of the year. Definitely. And I mean, I did want to take a you know quick time to mention that, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. You know, it's usually what team to bet on this week. The truth is none of us really know, but I mean, you can go and bet and use mybookie.ag. Remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They're definitely your best bet to go out there and bet on these individual games. I mean, they've been in business for years, have great online reviews, and their mobile site's very easy to use, like any of your other sites. So lay down some cash and win big today. That, once again, that's join now at mybookie.ag. We'll match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use that promo code locked on. So use that promo code locked on. Bet individual games, kind of compete against your friends. Once again, visit mybookie online today. That's mybookie, B O O K I E. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on. You pay, you win, you get paid. Jason, I want to get into this matchup now we talked about kind of on a high level quarterback let's get into quickly let's get into the bills offense versus the baltimore defense which i think is the more challenging matchup um the other matchup that we'll talk about third in the show is going to be more of an even matchup but this matchup i wanted to kind of quickly touch on and obviously we coupling it with nathan peterman uh so you got a peterman uh, an offensive line that really no one trusts you do have a running back that obviously you like a running game you have a couple of tight ends that i'm pretty impressed with Jason Kroom, you know, most notably being the Bills' number two tight end. Kyrie Lee did more than I thought he would. Logan Thomas has looked okay. Charles Clay can be good at times. And then you have receivers that I'm really interested in. I mean, you had Ray Ray McLeod, who's going to be inactive. Robert Foster, who's probably going to be in the game at some point um, due to the inactive of Ray Ray McLeod. They always only activate five on game days anyways. But Holmes, you know, special teamer. But you got Zay and Kelvin Benjamin, who, quite frankly, haven't played together a healthy. So, I mean, what kind of your keys to this offensive matchup and going against that crazy good front seven, or at least we assume that it's going to be a good front seven, but a defense that's going to be missing a couple of corners and suspended a corner, Jimmy Smith, and they're going to be without their you know normal nickel cornerback and Maurice Kennedy, um, really only rolling Brandon Carr, Marlon Humphrey. Um, Humphrey's you know, a nickel bumped into the start. Uh, Brandon Carr is kind of a guy that's bounced around. Um, and they're going to probably be rolling with either an undrafted free agent and Darius Williams or Tavon Young. So are you, are, are, are matchups on, on, you know, throwing the ball or do you just kind of run at this team? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's all going to come up to the offensive line either way. I mean, their defense line is just out, outclasses our offensive line in either the pass protection or the running game. You'd figure with the weather, 
you might want to lean towards the run just to be a little safe. LaShawn McCoy seems to absolutely destroy in weird weather conditions. Uh, you snow even better than rain. Um, you get, he gets a boost, right? Cause he gets a boost because he stays the same speed and everybody else gets slower. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you really want to attempt this team's pass blocking and Peterman with a wet ball and having pressure against him. This might be a, a running game as, as much as you want to exploit some of that secondary. It's, it's maybe not worth the chance. You might just want to stick to your best player on offense. Your offensive line that does a little better job run blocking than it does pass blocking by a little. And, you know, still a weak receiver core. So, you know, I, I'd love to see uh, what these receivers have, what the tight ends have, what Kroom has, uh, what we're going to get out of Curly this year. I actually think Benjamin's going to have a big year. Agreed. Uh but I don't know that we're going to see it this week. We might have to wait for the home game week two or in Minnesota or in Green Bay. I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to know everything that we need to know about Peterman and the receiving core uh, this week, or possibly just due to the weather and due to some of the matchups. Yeah, I, I mean, starting obviously to kind of allude to the weather we've been talking about, it's supposed to be 65 and raining all day. Um, it's supposed to be wet, 10 to 20 mile an hour winds, 100% obviously change chance of rain. Um, I mean, conditions that obviously aren't going to be great for Nathan Peterman. However, Jason, I will say he looked better in his 100 yards passing against Indy in the snow than he did in beautiful <laughs> sunny Cal um, against yeah, LA. So I, guess. I think that cornerbacks lose their footing. I think it, it, it benefits offenses. That's why a lot of the times when people are like, oh, it's snowing, great, great home field advantage for the Bills. No, nah, I think it benefits offenses, and the Bills generally don't have a good offense. So when people are asking, I remember that game, Jason, where we played the Chargers, and it was like 50-mile-an-hour wins. Like the go- they had to hold the goalposts. I knew right. that for sure. And we're like, all right, this neutralizes the game. I don't remember our quarter. Was it Fitz or Trent Edwards? I don't quite remember. It wasn't good enough. Um, maybe it was even EJ. And – yeah, Philip Rivers is out there like slinging sixty-yard passes. So yeah, I it, I think it just goes to show you that I mean the elements can help good offenses and good offensive players. I think it evens the playing field a little bit more than than it does in perfect condition weather um, in Southern Calif. Let's say so. I'm not as down on the offensive line as many are. I actually think it's okay. I still am holding my hat with two of their offensive linemen getting claimed. Um, you know, an offensive line we railed, but teams could not let two players that the Bills cut pass through waivers. Do you think that that's an interesting note? Uh, guys, the Bills are trying to put on their practice squad, and I thought that uh, Ike Bodiger made the team. I thought he deserved a roster spot. He was in my prediction. But Connor McDermott made the team. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. the one that I'm iffy about. You're already keeping Newhouse um, for that sling t- or that, that, you know, kind of that swing tackle. I'd have rather had a guy – you know, um, from Iowa and Kirk French like Bodiger, but they kept uh, Connor McDermott instead, thinking they could pass through the waivers. That's never worked. They tried that with Eric Lee and Patriots scooped him up. Um, so I think you got to keep your best players always like they did with uh, Robert Foster. It's the same thing. He said at receiver, like Robert Foster, clearly not a number one through four today, but you know, you didn't want to expose him to waivers. Why didn't you do that on the offensive line? Doesn't matter, but I do think that Wyatt Teller and Russell Bodine are good backup, you know, linemen and that's what led them to be able to do something like that Marshall Newhouse you know those that's another guy that's had starting level talent at some point whether you know he's a decent player or not I don't know but I'm fine with him as a backup and Lon Castillo just loves Connor McDermott so I'm not as down on this offensive line I think it took a beating in that Cincy game I think they were just rotating players in though 
Um, I thought they looked good against Carolina's good front four. Um, so I'm interested to see where they even out. Dawkins wasn't playing in that game. If you remember right, right Jason, I was told that left tackle and a running back isn't going to make your line better. But I, I mean, I personally think that plugging in Deion Dawkins, which is your best offensive lineman and your, your all pro running back, um, can kind of, can kind of help some of those issues. And sure. to me, one of the biggest issues that game specifically was Ryan Groy. Um, he wasn't very good against Cincinnati and that's the game that everyone keeps pointing to. I think he's going to well, be way better than that. He had, certainly had the play that yeah. looked the worst. Right. Um, and, and, and Dukas and Miller just didn't help him in that game at all. No. But you're also playing, you know, one of the best 3D tackles in the league. I think well, I, I was <laughs> saying – Two which got paid after the game. Right. Two guys got paid the day after the game, which is hilarious. But I, when we did the preview for Cincinnati, I mean, I talked about the Cincinnati defensive line for – you know, three quarters of our allotted Bengals time. So, right. I mean, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting a, a good defensive line against a below average uh, Bills offensive line without its best player, and it looked like it. So, and I'll ask you one last question on the offense. Besides Lashawn McCoy, I mean, I don't, you probably wouldn't have said him anyways. But who who are you looking forward to the most on this offense? Who who do you want to see um, on Sunday? And obviously, Nathan Peterman would be a cop out answer too. Um, Marcus I want to see some. I want to see some Marcus Murphy. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to start getting even or more carries than Chris Ivory immediately. Okay. Um, to the point of maybe even making Chris Ivory expendable. I, I was very excited to see not only them list him third instead of fourth, which you know that's fine. But the fact that he's kick returning and punt returning in this game, according to the depth chart, means he has to dress which means he's going to be available for carries. So oh, all four of those guys are dressing. I mean, right. I mean, they kind of have, have to scratch. Um, and then Chris Ivory is definitely there. I think that Mark Marcus Murphy's definitely at least two a to B with Chris Ivory and we'll see who ends up winning that. I mean, Chris Ivory shown flashes in preseason. I'm excited. I actually am excited about the running back and I like what Patrick DeMarco's used. Right. And I like these tight ends. I mean, for a four grouping, I don't have a problem with them. Um, so yeah, Really interested in this run game, so a short passing game. You know, Nathan Peterman's going to use these tight ends. He is. Um, we saw it all preseason. He like made a lot of them make the team. A lot of them made the team because of Nathan Peterman. Um, so yeah. interested to see what happens with Kroom. He's the guy I'm after. Like if he's a receiving tight end number two, I could take a lot of pressure off of you know needing a third and fourth receiver. So Jeremy Curley, Jason Kroom, those are a couple of the guys I'm looking for. I think those are a couple of the battles we can win. Um, and then I think Calvin Benjamin can beat Marlon Humphrey. And I don't, you know, Zay Jones has an opportunity to go against a journeyman in Carr. Um, so if they're not winning these battles, I don't know when they are, Jason. Um, so getting into it, I think it's, I think it's, it's a manageable game. However, if they just, like you said, if they just wreck havoc enough on that front seven, I guess it's over, right? Yeah. It, it can ruin a game, whether you have talent at certain positions or right. not, if you can't win the offense. Even at the well, skill position. If, if, you get, if you get crushed on either of the lines, it's going to make your, your game very difficult. And I feel like there is the potential for that. Right. Not that it definitely will happen, but the potential that that could be the reason why we lose. Well, the Locked On Network is expanding with college shows, and coming this week it was the Wolverines, Locked On uh, Buckeyes, Locked On Seminoles, plus we're already Locked On Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, the Crimson Tide, the Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. Find your favorite college shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Get out there and watch some of that great college football that's going to be your way tomorrow. Um, it's going to be really good action, and I want you to check out that Locked On Network and all those college shows.
where's locked on bulls yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta inquire with the higher ups on locked on Buffalo Bulls. Who six touchdown Tyree Jackson? So they looked good. Uh, you know, not much competition, but uh, <laughs> Tyree Jackson looked looked good. I'm interested to see him against Temple. An interesting game, um, one which was like favored Temple by like I think it was eighty twenty percent chance to win it, like sixty forty now after week one. So. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. Go make sure you're checking out those those great you know college shows around the around the league though with the lockdown network. Jason, last lastly, I wanted to talk to you about the other side of the ball, one that's probably a little bit more even in in most people's minds, and still I guess some favor still the uh, Baltimore offense. But we're gonna talk about the Baltimore offense and Bills defense. Um, one where I think that the Bills gonna need to create you know turnovers from Picks Flacco um, to similar to that 2013 game that the bills won that they're going to, to, to need to, to come out strong in, and that's where they're going to win. If they're not going to win on defense, I just, I, they're going to have a limited chance to win this game. Trent Murphy's going against one of their, you know, guys that they don't really love in James Hurst on the offensive line. You have Kyle Williams that's and, and Starla Tulele playing for the first time since you know, week two in that preseason game when they barely played together and Jerry Hughes and Trent Murphy. So I mean, you're, you're a defensive line for the first time, and you have backups that I really like. Shaq Lawson, Dolphus Washington, Harrison Phillips, Eddie Yarbrough. I think that that could be a starting four for some teams, maybe one of the worst in the league, but it would still be a starting four. Um, that's the Bills have rolled out worse in their past histories. And linebacker, I'm looking forward to being drastically improved with, I think, Tremaine Edmonds being righty above Preston Brown and you know, Lorenzo is Lorenzo, but Matt Milano hopefully is taking that next step. Um, and, and a secondary that's potentially just as good Philip Gaines and Taron Johnson um, two guys that were brought into the secondary who I think are both better than Leonard Johnson it's the question mark there is at that Vontae Davis spot though I mean they claimed Ryan Lewis for this and Lafayette Pitts I believe is just going to be a special teamer um, so a lot to like about Siren Neal too I mean he made this team and got everyone's fourth safety <laughs> Dean Marlowe cut so what where where are their winning matchups Jay like where where are the matchups at what, what do you see out of this uh, obviously, the obvious is Alex Collins, a guy that I think many are calling a top ten fantasy play this week, um, as well as their you know sub packages with Lamar Jackson. Kind of what what what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think we have an advantage in in the secondary against their receivers. Which I heard about how the Baltimore like finally has receivers this year, but it's like you know Michael Crabtree, John Brown, and Willie Sneed, which. Two of those guys have been available in free agency or on the trade block for a couple of years now. And then Michael Crabtree has obviously lost a step. I mean, first, just anybody who's I mean, got it in, in fantasy, but also just like watching him. You know, he's a little bit slower and he was a slow guy to start with. Uh, going against what I, you know, think is one of the better secondaries in the league. One of the only thing the Bills can hang their head on is being like, elite or pretty close to elite. So um, I like it there. And I think that the D line's good enough. I'm not sure that those starters uh, take us to like a top 10 unit might be close, but I do think the whole total depth and the rotation might, might get us close. Maybe not as much on the sacks level, but I, I do think that they're all pretty good all around players. And if Dolph and Harrison Phillips can surprise, then, uh, even better, really. Uh, hopefully, Trent Murphy and Kyle Williams look good and fast and ready to go because they haven't had much of a dress rehearsal. So, uh, but if I think we're going to lose something, 
it's it's going to be us getting gashed in the run game. I think they have an average offensive line with a, a couple of really good linemen and a couple that are, are probably less than good. Mm. And uh, we haven't stopped the run in over a year, and we didn't in the preseason. We were notably bad against guys like Carlos Hyde and uh, you know uh, Nick Chubb and. Yeah, we're we're a a, Cleveland all around. I think at most, sure, most but, position groups, except like and, ho- and hopefully, like you know, star improves. The, the, you know, the run defense. Hopefully, Tremaine Edmonds plays like he's twenty four instead of twenty. But I think that's where we could struggle. And I think Alex Collins is the kind of downhill straightforward runner that I think gives us problems when the other team's opening up holes. So out of any, like, you know, their pass offense versus our pass defense, our run versus their run. I think the one place that we really lose out in this game is our run defense versus their run offense. And that, that would be what I would guess would be our downfall. If, if we were going to lose the game. Is there a specifically reason why you feel um, that way? Like what, the improvement, Lally, like you don't think they've improved enough since last year's like debacles or. I mean, you, you can guess that we have, but in the preseason, like we had multiple games of Milano, not looking good. Edmonds being at least inconsistent. We were already questioning whether Lorenzo was a, you know, run stopping linebacker. Um, and you, you have hurt guys at two of the positions on the defensive line. Like I could see a situation where, this all ends up being good coming together yeah right because we we have the talent to do it and i think even the depth maybe not at linebacker but certainly on the defensive line i think Shaq lawson's going to improve this year and he's always been okay against the run but i can't i can't make my my you know my my bookie bet on (laughs) our defensive line or defensive uh running game improving until i i see it a little bit so all right, yeah, let's let's make this front seven argument. Obviously, Milano and Lorenzo are the same. Okay, so that's – and Ramon Humber is a backup. Dan Lacey's a backup. And call all that all a wash. Call the DD backs a wash. Not much movement there. Um, so you got Tremaine Edmonds. You have Starla Tulele and Trent Murphy and Harrison Phillips. All, and then everyone else is pretty much the same. All are much better than you had Preston Brown, Cedric Thornton. You had Ryan Davis. Um, and, I mean, really – another rotational lineman that doesn't really matter. I mean, so, I mean, those four are exponentially better than the three that were there last year. Yeah. I mean, my argument would be Kyle Williams is a year older and a year more hurt. Okay. Uh, you're closer to retirement. So you might not be getting the same guy there. And you don't know about Murphy cause he's hurt. And then I'd argue that there's like a reasonable shot that Preston Brown today is better than Tremaine Edmonds. I don't know if you could even say that in four weeks, for a year, but I mean, there's a shot that he's better. He led the league in tackles last year. Wasn't a bad player by ed- any means. I would make my bets on Tremaine Edmonds being good, but I think the variance is, is way higher. We just, he hasn't played an NFL game yet. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true, at least for week one. I think Starla Tule, the big ones there, Starla Tule and Harrison Phillips are it's exponentially a, better than Cedric Thornton. Upgrade. And yeah. um, I don't even know who they're rotating in the fourth spot, if it, if anyone at all at times. I mean, I think Ricky Hatley was in there. Um, he didn't even – rest in peace, Ricky Hatley didn't even make the practice <laughs> squad. Um, we've got to go back and analyze our, our, our five uh, low-key guys to make the roster. I don't know if we got any. Personally. You told me that Breon Borders was too obvious to put at number one. So 
Wow. That's what I remember. <laughs> I had Breon Borders. I had Ricky Hatley. Do we even have um, any on the practice squad? Maybe Marlowe. And I think I picked two receivers that we also didn't keep. <laughs> I got like, I, I got Phillips, so I got a practice squad guy. I think that was it. I um, think I yeah, I think I took Malachi Dupree probably. Mm, I He was a uh, he was a number two receiver at points. Right. Uh, that's that's um, that's kind of tough. That's a tough one. That's a that's definitely um, but I want I want to revisit it, so we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it next week at some point. We're gonna revisit um, that that podcast to see if we nailed any just briefly to see if we got any other than I know Cam Phillips on the practice squad. So we're gonna we're gonna go back and look at that one. But to the original point, I do think that the run defense is improved. Is it improved enough? We're gonna have to wait and see on Sunday at one o'clock in the sixty-five degree weather and raining going to be awful conditions hopefully that favor and even out the game more Jason so we're gonna have to see not that I think it's completely lopsided I mean I think Baltimore seven and a half point favorites that's went up after the trade of AJ McCarron which is blasphemous because I think both of these quarterbacks were better than AJ McCarron um that's just funny so that's funny that I think it should have not changed and or gone the other way like i I don't know why you think a quarterback that's backing up in, in Oakland um, moved the needle points in a football game. I don't know. Right. I guess that's, I, I, I think it's like a, it's a, you know, a deficit that you probably should bet on at this point. Like we're getting four free points because the team is on undoubtedly better than it was with McCarron starting. Yeah, definitely. So mybookie.ag, go check that out. Seven and a half point doggers um, in this game. If you feel comfortable in, in any of that and that kind of stuff, I at least think the Bills keep this one close. Um, many are predicting three or four point loss. Final, final thing, Jason, final score and why? I think the weather's not going to make enough of a difference. I think being on the road probably does. Okay. I'm, I'm going with an ugly game. I think we're going to lose um, – 17 to 10 okay i think right. i think we lose 17 to 10 by half i think years. it's i think it's one of those games where you're just like i don't know how we won or lost this game it kind of just went by and that's like a really uh stinky way to start the football season but i also think there's going to be i mean the whole you know atlantic coast is getting ravaged by two separate storms i think uh we're going to have an ugly week one and it started on Thursday for sure. And you're going to look up and it's going to remember you of that priest or that, excuse me, that postseason game against Cleveland where, or excuse me, Jacksonville, where it's just 10 to three. And that's kind of the fourth right. quarter. It's the fourth quarter. And it's like, Oh shoot, it's the fourth quarter already. Um, right. I think it's going to end 10 to three if, if, you know, uh, at the very best. So, and that's kind of where that game went. And I think you're kind of predicting a similar style of game um, in this, in this one too. So, uh, my prediction is I do think that they're not going to be able to, to have enough to win this. I do have them as a loss. I have 20 to 17. I think they absolutely cover the spread in this one. I think it's going to be close all game. They're going to lose on the last minute field goal, Jason. Uh, one where, where I do believe Alex Collins will probably control the game. Um, at least the running game will, and you know, they'll be able to kind of run out the clock and win on a field goal. That's my prediction. So we'll see if any of that's true. Really hoping the weather plays a factor. I'd like to see some interesting football. Um, one where goofy things might happen, and the night, I mean, all it takes is is a Joe Flacco pick six to change in a close game. So, sure, yeah. um, if that comes, the Bills just get a drastic increase. I mean, any team does, but especially this Bills team, which that's kind of how they play football. Right. Um, where if they get that turnover, then that's exactly their way that they can win football games as compared to games where they're going to rely on their offense. So that's that's what I'm after. Those turnovers will change this game, um, but 
great action-packed preview show. Really enjoy doing these things. We'll get back at you next week kind of on a recap show um, of this game, probably at some point on Sunday night, and then into game week again next week, getting this thing off and roaring against the Chargers. So for their home opener, lots of Tom Foolery are going to happen in Orchard Park. But from Locked on Bills, I'm Kevin Masseri. That's Jason Shannon. Thanks, guys.